Hey team, welcome to this week's episode of Endurance Coaching Business. I'm Cam Linksford from Training Tilt. Training Tilt's an all-in-one platform for professional endurance coaches. So, uh, funny story, I actually sat down to do this episode yesterday and got all the way through it and then my computer crashed and completely uh, lost everything. So, it'll take a little bit of time to cool down and come back again. And here I am to redo it and positive side of things. Hopefully I do a bit of a better job this time. Just a little bit of uh, an update on what I've been up to. So I went to Arizona in the middle of October uh, to um, go to an in-person event for my business coaching group. So I'm part of a business coaching group, get coached um, as part of a group of five other companies with a really awesome business coach. So really valuable time over there, um, related to what I'm going to talk about today actually, and then um, met up uh, with my partner Nikki on the way home in Honolulu for 10 days of a mixture of work, surfing, relaxing, and that sort of thing, which was awesome. And now I'm back in New Zealand, I'm not sure if you can hear or not, but it's raining outside. And I'm in the mobile office, aka the camper van, um, which has got a tin roof, obviously. So uh, hopefully that's not too distracting uh, if you can hear it at all. But it's awesome to be able to be on the road and work at the same time. I've got a big, great desk set up in here. Um, work and travel at the same time. Anyway, back, uh, enough about that, back into the topic of the day which is about three types of coaches and which type do you think you are. So um, I think about this a lot because I talk to a lot of coaches either using the Training Talk platform or um, coaches that are interested in it or just coaches that I talk to um, when I try and strike up conversations because I love talking to coaches. Um so quite often uh, I see coaches in these different categories. So I'm talking about three different types of coaches, but they're more like three different stages of coaches. And sometimes coaches will go from one stage and they'll want to get all the way to the other stage. Other times they'll be completely happy where they are and whatever stage they're in based on their own goals and whatever they wanted out of their coaching. So let's jump into it. So the three types of coaches. So the first type of coach I'm going to talk about is <clears throat> the hobbyist. And then I'm going to skip ahead to the third type, which I'm going to call the professional or the endurance entrepreneur. And then I'm going to jump back and talk about the second type, which is the transitioning coach. So the coach trying to transition from the hobbyist to the professional. So thanks to... Um, before I forget, thanks to Michelle Lake, who is an uh, endurance coach, but she also coaches endurance coaches on the business side of things. So you can find her on Instagram, look her up on Instagram. She posts a lot of great posts for um, running triathlon endurance coaches looking to um, develop their business a bit further. So this related to these stages of coaches as well so thanks for the inspiration for this she posted up two different types of coaches I've split them into three because um, there is a transition period from going one to the other 
And quite often coaches can get stuck in that period and not make it to the next one. So that's why I've broken it up into three. So first one is hobbyists. So I'll quickly say that um, whatever stage you're in, there's not a criticism of that stage because, as I said, you might be completely happy in that stage and not be looking for anything else. But also your goals for your business, your coaching will change over time anyway. So you might be quite happy in, for example, now the hobbyist stage now. You might be completely happy in that stage now. Just because I'm calling it the hobbyist, that doesn't mean it's not a full-time coaching gig. So you can be in this stage and be running a full-time business as well. So, But the primary, primary goal of coaches in, the, is the, in this type of coach is driven by passion. So primary focus on the sport itself, the athletes, and not really the business side of uh, coaching. So passion, what it's all about. So for the hobbyist coach, coaching is not really about money. It's about the love for the sport and guiding others to achieve their best. So having impact on other people, that's what coaching is all about. They tend to be cost-centric. So when considering things like software or tools or um, advertising, they uh, their immediate thought is about how much money will that cost them rather than other, other types of coaches might be thinking about what sort of value will it bring. So a cost-based perspective rather than a value and investment-based perspective. So the decisions are often, more often than not, about savings rather than value additions. They have a specific, uh, typical approach to marketing. So there's a belief that a good coach doesn't, doesn't need marketing and instead their work should speak for itself and in turn athletes will naturally come to them. So this is sort of, this is true and it's also false. So it's true if um, you only need a handful of athletes to be happy in the type of business that you're running. So it's very easy just to be a great coach. Coaching speaks for itself. Word of mouth will get you enough clients in the door um, for that type of business. But if you want to grow your business, if you want to scale your business, then marketing comes into play a little bit more because you can only get to a certain point with that word of mouth, regardless of how good of a coach you are. Um, <clears throat> hobbyists have a, a different approach to pricing as well. So given that they really have a passion-driven approach, they often price their services lower and they emphasize accessibility over profitability. Excuse me. <coughs> accessibility over profitability. So typically priced lower. Okay, so now I'm going to jump into the next stage and this is actually the third type of coach. So I'm going to go to the third first and I'm going to jump back to the the middle one, which is transitioning from one to the other. So the professional coach, or you could call them an endurance coaching entrepreneur. So this coach has seamlessly blended their love for coaching with a sharp business acumen, striking a balance between the passion and profit uh, with coaching. So they're much more strategic. So every decision is made with a clear strategic intent so when in considering investments like software or um, services advertising they're more thinking about how much time will this save me or what value will this add to my business rather than how much will this cost me so they have a investment versus a cost um, mindset um, towards their strategy 
marketing, they recognize that to amplify their impact and reach, to help more people, marketing's not just a tool, but it's a necessity to do that. So they embrace it and they apply it consistently to ensure that they can help as many athletes as possible, but at the same time, increasing the value of their business. They also have a very different attitude towards pricing. So professional coaches confidently price their services commensurate with the value that they provide. The value that they provide, not the time that they put in to coach an athlete, but the value they provide, the time that they save that athlete from making the mistakes that they'd make on their own, getting them the results a lot faster than they would on their own. They price their services based on that value. So they understand their worth and they do not hesitate to position their offerings at a premium. So that ensures that they align the quality um, and expertise that they bring to the table, years of experience, skills and knowledge, which matches their pricing. Okay, so the last thing, and this is the really important thing, that professional coaches recognize is that they are fully aware of the power of coaching and not just them coaching athletes. They don't just preach the value of coaching, they practice it. So they invest in coaching themselves. So um, when we're talking about business, the business of coaching, we're talking about investing in a business coach. So for them, it's a no-brainer. An essential step to elevate their business is to hire someone, a mentor or a coach, to help them get to their goals faster. Exactly the same as you when you coach athletes. Get to the goals faster. Avoid the mistakes that you'd make. Um, hold you accountable. Um, listen to your the issues and the problems that you're having and use their own skills and experience to help you through those problems faster and easier so you can get where you want to go faster without the mistakes um, and basically will pay for itself. So back where it comes back to if you're looking for a business coach, uh, Michelle Lake's a great place to to start your um, journey. Um, she's a business coach who is also an endurance coach. So she's been there, done that and has already helped a lot of coaches with their businesses. So now I'm going to jump back to the middle type of coach. So this is the transitional coach. So once a hobbyist or new to coaching but wants to make sure that they're professional, make a real run at the business side of things. So this is probably the most common type of coach. Um, And when you're in, as I said before, just because I've bucketed it, into a hobbyist that doesn't mean I'm just thinking about people who do it as a hobby and and don't and have another job and don't do coaching as a full-time gig all of these types of coaches can run as a full-time gig but it's more about how how big can you grow your business how much money can you generate how much impact can you have across these three types of coaches so a lot of people a lot of coaches get stuck in this um, transitioning from the hobbyist mindset to the professional mindset. So trying to merge the love for coaching or the demands of running a business is really hard. And often coaches get caught in limbo. So they might be coaching full-time. As I said, that doesn't equate to being a professional or an entrepreneur. And without an adaptive mindset and growth, even a full-time venture will struggle in the long run. 
I'm thinking you might think that your business is going quite well, but if you don't switch mindset from hobbyist to professional, at some point your business will plateau and then it'll be difficult to maintain them that uh, motivation. So another key trait of coaches in this transitional period is their actions don't quite match their ambitions yet. So they have aspirations for scale and growth, but their trap's still in a hobbyist mindset, especially when it comes to financial decisions. So for instance, when considering any type of investment, they still have the hobbyist cost-saving mindset and haven't quite yet developed the professional's value-driven approach. So they're still looking for places to save money, still looking at costs, rather than investing and saving time and effort and thinking about investment and value. So the difference between uh, mindset of costs and investment and value. They have a a transitioning um, attitude towards marketing. So transitional coaches, they often find themselves caught between two schools of thought. So on the one hand, they start to see the value of money as they aim to expand their reach and grow their business. Yet there's still this lingering notion that their skills alone should be enough to attract new clients. Um, And this middle ground almost always leads to sporadic marketing efforts. So they might dabble in some promotional activities here and there, do a marketing campaign here and there, but without a consistent strategy, they just won't get good uh, results. So this is the point that I come back to a lot as well. Marketing is like training for endurance events. You absolutely have to be consistent over time and continue to build uh, on a regular basis. So marketing needs to be built into the daily running of your business. It's not something that you hire your brother's cousin to do a marketing campaign for three weeks and expect that's going to make a difference to your business. It's just not. It needs to be built, as I said, built into the everyday running of your business and just another part of something that you do every day, every week um, to help grow the business. And pricing is something where coaches in this transitional period struggle with as well. So they want to move to more value-based pricing, but they still feel constrained of this pricing legacy that's come from their hobbyist phase. And they also have a fear, so they have a fear of increasing their pricing because they think that people wouldn't be prepared to pay it or they fear alienating their existing clients by increasing their pricing. So, and then again, coming back to coaching and receiving coaching. So this type of coach still advocate, so they advocate the value of their own services, their own coaching services to their athletes, but they often falter when it comes to investing in their own growth. So like hiring a business coach, they see the value in their own skills and experience, helping athletes get to their goals faster, make less mistakes, but they haven't yet recognized that they can achieve exactly the same thing by hiring a coach for their business. So this is like a paradox where they expect others to see the value in their services, yet they're hesitant to seek professional guidance for themselves. So this is really all about 
mindset and how you think about business and how you think about growth. So coaches transitioning toward the profession, uh, who want to be a professional coach, find themselves at this sort of juncture. And one side lies the comfort and um, familiarity of coaching purely out of passion. But on the opposite end stands the allure of combining that passion with sustainable profitability and growth over a long period of time. So here's like the real truth bomb about it is that most coaches stall at this stage. So their beach, their things are going along well, their business then reaches a plateau, and then after months or even years, their initial enthusiasm begins to dim and it just gets overshadowed by the daily grind because you're not seeing progress. Just like you get stuck on a plateau for endurance training and you just can't, no matter how much you train, you just can't get the way out of it. Um, so this this phase, uh, this type of coach is really pivotal about whether you'll end up with a sustainable coaching business over time or a coaching business that you may end up leaving because you haven't quite broken out of that plateau. So those who navigate this stage effectively, a few signs to see that they'll do that, they seek mentorship, they seek coaching for themselves, and they seek continuous learning. So they're always trying to develop their own skills uh, around not just coaching but the business side of things. So... This results in not just an uptick in revenue and earnings, but also a bigger impact on athletes. So help more athletes be more successful, but also grow the business. That's the great thing about coaching, is that the more athletes that you help, the more your business can grow. The more your business can grow, the more athletes you can help. And it's just like a virtuous um, cycle. So... The crucial step for coaches wanting to get to this next level is acknowledging that this this phase is a is a phase that requires taking proactive measures to evolve. So rather than treading water and just hoping for change, change your mindset, do different things. And moving from a hobbyist to a pro just isn't about tools or tactics. It's primarily a mindset change. So recognizing one's own value, re-evaluating beliefs about money and growth, and key thing, confidently setting your prices. All these things are essential to move up the levels there. So it's a shift that can really turn um, your coaching for passion into a long-term sustainable profession. So that's it. I hopefully uh, hope that was helpful. If you've got any questions, uh, let me know. Um, reach out to Michelle Lake um, or just follow her on her Instagram to get going to begin with. She's got lots of tips, uh, business tips for coaches. And other than that, we'll chat again next week.